Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. gentlemen, degenerates, and gamblers far and wide. Welcome in to episode number 63 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you today, dive deep into the value that we found across today's slates for you guys. Please take a few moments to smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently listening to the podcast on whether that be uh maybe watching it on youtube if you are on youtube go ahead hit that notification button as well so you never miss the start of a live show and if you're listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcast directory be sure to hit it there because we always do release the audio uh recordings after every show in addition if you do have a few extra moments and you could find it in your heart to be so kind also hit that like button leave us a comment leave us a rating all that good stuff we can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do and it only helps us make ttl sports media bigger and better for each and every one of you and last but not least head on over to this episode's description the first link you're going to see there is the talk in the line link tree within that link tree you will locate all of the ttl cruise content so you you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers joining us on today's show, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and once again, thank you so much for uh, moseying on over to the Talking the Line pod. Always love to see you guys stop on through. Got a bit of a weak slate today, but not a problem because we got you covered. We got some solid, solid value coming your way, and I am most excited about the special play. We'll talk all about that here in a second, but let me bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a young man who I am honored to call my partner and lock arm in arm with every single day and go to battle with these sports books. A young man who's coming off of a bit of a rough weekend for his White Sox, so we might have to just gloss over that topic real fast. But without further ado, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley Armax Magnuson. Partner, how you doing over there today, pal? My man, it's a fresh week. I am feeling damn good. We've got a loaded slate today. I am uh, still recovering, reeling, whatever you want to say from this hell of a weekend that we had of sports action. Yeah. Uh, 
I don't even know, words can't even describe, especially Saturday night, and then you get into yesterday, and we've got even more solid action. So I'm ready to get, to get things rolling here today and for the week. Start things off hot. Yes, I don't sir. know about you. I am as well. Uh, you say loaded slate, not as loaded as this weekend, as you were alluding right. to. Uh, I don't know what we ever did without sports, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, it was insane across every single sport, whether it was on the hockey ice on the hardwood for the NBA, or maybe even the diamond, or hey, even if you were in the eight-sided circle in the octagon for the UFC over the weekend, there was all types of action happening, and it was great action. So needless to say, we got a lot of ranting and reacting to get into for the second half of today's show. But for the first half of today's show, as always, best bets, analysis, trends, everything in between for today's slate. We got a 10-game MLB Slater 9-game. Um, I'm considering it 8 because you got the Mets and Braves doubleheader. Or I think it is actually 8. eight, eight. Is it 8 games? I think it is actually so it eight. might be actually 8 games. Nonetheless, our Mags has two best bets coming for you, and I got four. He actually has taken two out of one game. I'm taking two out of one game as well, and then two other separate picks. As always, we got the Monday Madness Parlay coming at you. This week's special play to start the week off is a four-legger. If you didn't read the description, and this bad boy is paying out at plus 890 overall odds. So it is going to be a juicy cash to start the week. I really, really, really like it. We've uh, put together the, the best value that I think is out there on today's slate. I don't think this thing has a chance of not getting to the pay window. Then, as always, our favorite Moneyline Dice stopped by the show. There was one particular matchup on the MLB slate today that both me and Mags were scratching our heads. So what do we do? We leave it to the all-knowing Dice. Stick around for the third segment of today's show for the best bets and uh, selections from the MLB matchup tonight for the Dodgers and Padres from the Moneyline Dice. Then moving on, second half of the show, you know the deal. Already said it, ranting and reacting. We got UFC, PGA, NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, all news in between, hot takes. You're hearing them right here, first thing Monday morning. Make sure you stick around second half. And then closing out the show, as always, Colts Motivation Minutes, going to give you a little message and tell you to stop wasting your assets. So stick around for the very end of the show to get a little extra motivation for your day today. Outside of that, a couple quick reminders. Follow us on the Action app so you can get all of our best bets uh, if you do miss any portion of the show or if you just want more bets outside of the show and outside of our best bets. As always, I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. My main man is at RMAGS, all caps. And then you can follow the TTL sports media page at Talking The Line. Super easy. Also had it in the back of my mind today. Might be a good day to bring back Colts Daily Draw. Mm-hmm. We'll see what's happening out there. There are a few interesting pitching matchups that I think could keep that first inning at zero runs or maybe a little 1-1 one, one tie. So, with all that being said, I think it's about time we get into di- into today's show. I think it's about that time. So cut all the nonsense, cut all the banter, cut all the gossip that you could go to every other sports media outlet and get. You come to the Talking the Line podcast for the stone cold locks and running tickets to the window with the TTL crew all day and night long. So without further ado, it's time to get into the first segment of the day, and that is the TTL crew's best bets of the day. Kicking it off first, 
our mags, best bets, favorite picks, everything in between for today. Told you he's got two picks coming at you, and they are coming out of one game. I'm not going to spoil it. Not going to tell you any further. Going to let him drop some cold, hard facts and analysis on your dome pieces. So as always, partner, you have the floor. I appreciate it, my man. Alrighty, first play of the day, as my partner mentioned, two plays in one. Coming out of the Reds versus Twins matchup, you've got Tyler Mali, righty on the mound versus J.A. Happ, lefty. And I'm actually going both the Reds' first five money line and the full game money line. Tyler Mali coming in very nicely right now, 7-2 and two record, 3-3-9 three, three, ERA. He's actually got an astounding 1.63 ERA on the road over nine starts, partner. Wow. Very, very okay. solid. Has not allowed more than two earned runs on the road. I think in six of those nines, it's one or less. Short, uh, Small sample size here in his career versus the Twins. But out of that small sample size, the Twins lineup is a career one for 12 versus Mali. That's not the key, biggest key that I'm looking at here, but it is nice to see that one for 12. So I'm betting on a big day for Tyler Mali here. And on the other side of the bill, we've got J.A. Happ, lefty. Things have been uh, pretty rough after a nice little April April for J.A. He's got a 6-1-2 ERA on the season. Last seven starts, he's allowed less than four earned runs only once out of his last seven. That is 35 earned runs over 32 innings over his last seven starts, partner. At least a run per inning. And he's facing a team, not a huge sample size for the full lineup, but there are two big bats in that lineup that have some good numbers against him. Combined between Nick Castellanos and Joey Votto, the two combined for a 21 and 45 uh, at bat, uh, hits per at bat, excuse me. Uh, both playing pretty well right now. Castellanos is hitting over 300 in June, so I like both of those guys. If not at least one of them, I like both of them to have a nice day today. And the Reds versus lefties over their last 10, not too shabby at all. 324 OBP, but a very nice 7.56 runs per nine. And this Twins lineup kind of heating up a little bit against lefties, as I mentioned last week, but versus righties, still pretty stagnant. Last 10, 296 OBP, 3.78 runs per nine, so nothing special there. And in the first five runs per game, Pretty close numbers between the two of these teams, actually. Since he is eighth in the MLB with uh, first five runs scored, 2.79. Minnesota 11th at 2.66. Um, allowed, though, we have since he at 18th, nothing special, 2.67. Actually, a tiny bit better on the road, 2.61. But the Twins partner, 28th allowed in the MLB, 3.06. Just a tiny bit better at home, but still 25th in the league at 2.91. Mm. So to wrap it all up, I'm betting on Tyler Molly to have a big, big day today and J.A. Happ to keep the tough, tough train rolling for him. At least four earned runs again here in the first five. Been rough for him to make it out of the first five, and I think that's going to continue today. For sure. Uh, wanted to hit the hammer, but you got it concealed underneath the table there. Appreciate it, my friend. Uh, don't know why you're hoarding it today, but uh, you got it under wraps. However... Uh, yeah, I think the pitching matchup, my friend, looms super, super heavy yeah. in this matchup. Uh, I was, I actually didn't know about Tyler Molly's ERA on the road. Mm-hmm. That's rather impressive. Yeah, That's that great. was a nice little treat for me. That was, yeah. uh, I, I made my pick before that, and then I saw that, and that was obviously a nice little treat. And Absolutely, I that in there. And J. A. Happ has been fade city yeah. all season long. So I, I gladly have already backed you on the yeah. first five and the money line. They are locked in in my bet slip. Right, and this, these odds are actually pretty tasty. Reds are coming off of a rough weekend 
at San Diego, though. San Diego played really well all weekend, had some of their better pitchers. Reds had some of their worst pitchers. And uh, the Twins actually coming in off a nice weekend against the Rangers. Rangers didn't have a uh, Rangers pitching staff is just flat out bad in general. So mm. I think that's a, a big reason why this line is so close. So uh, it just makes it a little bit tastier and nice little odds for us on both of these bad boys. I think uh, you are 100% correct with that closing statement. Uh, I That was going to be my last final thing if I were okay. to say anything. Uh, the Reds coming off of uh, some really brutal beats against the Padres. Uh, but I think the Padres might start cooling off here. Uh, they got a little bit of injury concern. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that later as well. Um, but that's not the team at hand. Today's best bets coming from our mags. Two of them. Reds first five money line and their full game money line. Great odds on both of those, even though they are the favorite. If you're riding with my partner, oh wait, anything else you need to add? Lay down. Oh no, that was it. Okay. If you're riding with my partner today, make sure you hammer those best bets in as soon as you can on your favorite sports book at whatever the current best line is. Hammer them home. Moving right along. No hesitation, no delay. I uh, told you it's a bit of a week slate today, so we're going to be cooking right through the best bets today. I actually told you also that I got four coming at you. Two coming out of the Astros and Orioles game, and then one uh, one each coming from the Cubs and the Cleveland Indians game, and then the Oakland Athletics and Texas Rangers. So that's kind of an outlook of what I got, but I uh, don't want to tell you too much. Let's just get into it. So first game on my slate today is the Astros versus the Orioles. Now, my partner is not going to like me to say this, but the Astros are coming off of a weekend drubbing of the White Sox. It was not even funny. I bet on the White Sox on Saturday and Sunday, thought they had a little bit of an opportunity. Needless to say, the Astros are just too doggone hot right now. I don't understand uh, where all of a sudden it's coming from. They were kind of back and forth. They were obviously a really good team, but uh, the Astros have officially unlocked whatever they needed to unlock, and they are killing the ball all over the field right now. Not only does that loom really large for me, but the pitching matchup today as well. Jake Odorizzi has taken the mound for the Strohs, and Keegan Aiken has taken the mound for the Orioles. Now, Odorizzi hasn't been the best. Bit of a rough start to the season but he's only had seven official starts so far. His last few starts have been the best, and actually the last four, what I'm looking at. He had two against Boston, one against Texas, and one against San Diego. Went 17 and a third innings pitched in those four games with only 12 hits, 15 Ks, only five walks, and seven earned runs allowed. He has really started to improve after a really, really shaky start, or at least first two starts from what I could tell. Houston, in addition, is 3-2 and two straight up in the first five innings in Odorizzi's last five starts overall. Now for Aiken on the opposing bump, he has been shaky to start the season and he has only gotten worse. There have been no improvements in his game. Last four starts overall for him, he faced Cleveland twice, Tampa Bay, and the White Sox. 18 and two-thirds innings pitched for Aiken in those matchups. 21 hits allowed, nine walks with 17 Ks. The Ks are a little inflated because he had a bunch against a really bad, bad Orioles team. and uh, Or I'm sorry, against uh, one one in the Cleveland matchup uh, where they were struggling and then 12 earned runs over those four appearances. So it's been really, really struggling, as I'm saying. And Baltimore's 0-3 and 2 straight up in the first five innings over his last five starts. Not to mention Aiken is a lefty and Houston has been 
beating the mess out of the baseball against lefties. Their last five, 304 batting average, 400 OBP, and a 6.59 runs per nine average. And in their last 10, just to show you this is a consistent trend, 273 batting average, 360 OBP, and a 6.85 runs per nine inning average. Actually getting a little bit better over the last five, if you couldn't tell. First five inning runs per game scored. Houston ranks second in the MLB 3.20 average with a 3.03 average on the road. And Baltimore ranking 14th in the MLB with a 2.51 average, 2.71 average at home scored in the first five innings. Love Houston in that spot. You're giving me just about a run uh, for the average. I love them to be well ahead more than a run in the first five innings. And first five inning runs per game allowed also looms pretty large for me. Houston fourth in the MLB, two runs allowed in the first five innings on average. 2.19 average on the road. Where's Baltimore? Almost dead last, 29th in the MLB with a 3.14 average at home and a brutal 3.49 average at home. They have been, uh, or if I said home twice, they're 3.14 average overall and 3.49 average at home. Couple of key trends I am looking at for my best bets. If I didn't say my best bets, which I don't think I did, <laughs> Astros first five money line and the Astros run line. So uh, the first five money line, those are really what I'm looking at for that. As far as the full game run line, minus one and a half, couple of key trends that I'm looking at that I really think the Astros can pull away and put this game away. Baltimore has lost nine out of their last 10 games overall, and six of those losses came by two or more runs and more on the or more side of things. And Houston has won eight out of their last 10 with seven of those coming by two runs or more. And once again, more on the or more side of things. And the Strohs are 21 and five straight up in the last 26 meetings and 10 and three straight up in the last 13 in Baltimore. Even if Odorizzi has a bad start here, I love the Astros to absolutely destroy Aiken and whatever the Orioles want to bring out of the bullpen. There's no way that whatever the Orioles offense wants to generate run-wise tonight is going to be anything that compares to the Astros. So give me all of the Astros' first five money line and their full game run line minus one and a half. Yeah, I'm all over this one with you, my man. I uh, watched too much of this Astros team this weekend, and they, as you mentioned, they beat the shit out of my White Sox. Yeah. And what really uh, stood out to me, uh, I believe you mentioned their last five numbers, last five games versus lefty numbers, mm-hmm. and they're already outstanding. And that includes a game against a Cy Young candidate where they he held them down. Carlos wrote down. Yeah. That was the only guy that could hold them down. So if you take away that, I can't even imagine how high those numbers would be in last five versus left. Yeah. So they've been really, really good against them. And you're going to give me this Astros yeah. against a rookie lefty pitcher? Yeah. Not a Cy Young candidate. Sign me up. Yep. I'm on right the there dotted line. There you go. So there's my first two best bets of the day. Third, almost said second, third best bet of the day. Told you the matchup, but once again, rolling on over to the Oakland Athletics versus the Texas Rangers. In this game, I am taking the Texas Rangers first five run line plus a half. You might be surprised to hear me say that, but let me tell you why. I believe everybody's going to look at this short line for the Athletics and absolutely run to it as fast as they can. Now, maybe for the full game, sure. I think they have a good possibility, but on the first five, at least, I think this is all the Rangers ball games. 
or ball game. Uh, this uh, comes down to the pitching matchup for me once again, and that is why I say inside with the Rangers. Frankie Montas taking the bump for the A's and Gibson taking the bump, Kyle Gibson taking the bump for the Rangers. Montas hasn't been incredibly dominant. You've been able to back him in certain spots against certain teams that he's faced in the past, mm-hmm. but today is not one of those times. The Rangers have hit him decently well, nothing outlandish, but I think they have some pretty good success against him here today. 14 starts for Montas. 77 innings pitched so far, 4.21 ERA, 262 opponent batting average allowed, 301 OBP, and a 1.30 whip. Not to mention, Oakland is 2-2-1 straight up in the first five innings in Montas' last five starts overall. Now for Gibson, he has been dominant and honestly one of the only things that this Rangers pitching rotation can hang their hats on. Mm -hmm. He has been terrific on the road and spectacular at home at home he has had six starts so far 0.96 era and a 0.191 opponent batting average allowed four earned runs for gibson in his last five home starts overall texas is three and two straight up in the first five innings in his last five starts overall and texas is three one and one straight up in the first five innings in gibson's last five home starts overall so gibson has been something that these rangers can depend on and someone that they can hopefully get a win on at least in the first five innings. Their bullpen really lets them down once Gibson goes out of the game, but he dominates teams at least for the first five innings. Both teams do hit the opposing pitcher very similarly. Told you that the Rangers hit Montas pretty pretty well. Uh, it's pretty much the same for the Athletics and Gibson, but with Gibson just being as dominant as he has, there is no way that I am not backing him in this spot. And once again, with the teams both hitting these pitchers pretty similarly, if this game uh, gets anywhere, I see it being completely tied right down to the wire. First five, if the Rangers don't have the outright lead. So give me, for my third best bet, Texas Rangers, first five run line, plus a half. Yeah, man, I'm right there with you. Gotta love the Kyle Gibson stuff. And you mentioned it, Frankie Montas hasn't been terrible, but uh, nothing over the top uh, spectacular. They typically give him a little bit of a run support, but... uh, as you mentioned, not today against a guy like Kyle Gibson. Well, I got a hole in my face. Yeah, uh, I saw that. That is a uh, second spill of today. <laughs> the first spill dried up right before Hammer at Home. Uh, first spill dried up right before we went live, and now we have a new spill. So I got a hole in my face today. Not really sure what's happening. Hopefully I can get this cleaned up, get it moving. But for now, let's get on to my fourth and final best bet of the day. Go into the matchup between my Chicago Cubbies and the Cleveland Indians. Game is played in Wrigley Field in Chicago, and I'm going under seven and a half runs in this game. Now, this one for me is a bit of a sharp play and a bit of a hometown report game, if you will. You got Aaron Savali on the mound for the Indians and Albert Alzolday on the mound for the Cubs. Now, Savali, he's gone back and forth between good games, bad games, good games, bad games, but he has been really good in the bounce back spot, and he just so happens to be in the bounce back spot today. I like him to really limit these Cubs as the Cubbies have yet to face him so far this year, and I see them being a little bit off balance because they were really off balance this entire past weekend, and they've only put up a combined 10 runs over their last 
last five games overall. I hate to say it, but my Cubbies are just not scoring. Mm -hmm. Now, Alzale, he struggled to start the season, had a spectacular May, and then in his last outing, he kind of struggled. I think there was a little something wrong with him. Uh, It it didn't look like his pitch had the same velocity, and then they eventually came out, talked to him, took him out of the game. It was really weird from Adbert, and I don't think we see that today. I think we see a return to dominance and much what we saw the one earned run to zero earned run games for him all May long. In uh, one game already against Cleveland this season, um, Alzale, excuse me, uh, the game ended three to two and Alzale pitched really, really well. Five hits, six Ks, no walks in six innings and only three earned runs allowed. I like him to limit those earned runs even more here today for a few specific reasons. The weather You may not know, but we had some tornadoes rip through the Chicagoland area yesterday, so the weather is still a little bit spooky and wild going on. My partner actually drove home through that weather last night like a goober. I'm real glad that he made it to me safe here today. However, the weather today is blowing, 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 wind, 13 miles an hour, dead straight in from left field. That is going to be knocking the ball down for two teams that really rely heavily on the long ball to put up some solid runs. The Cubs are sixth in the MLB in home runs, and Cleveland is 14th. So they really rely on it heavily to get the balls over the wall in order to put up those big run games, and that is not going to be one of those games here today. Last but not least, some key trends I'm looking at. Chicago's 20-15-2 to the under at home and 14-10-1 to the under as a home favorite. They're also 32-24-2 to the under on no days rest. The under is 7-3 the last 10 meetings in Chicago and 5-2 in the last 7 meetings overall between these two teams. The under is 4-2 in Savale's last 6 starts overall and 3-2-1 in Alzale's last five or last six starts overall as well. Cleveland put up big runs this past weekend against Pittsburgh and Baltimore, but then they wrapped up the weekend with three runs on Saturday and two runs on Sunday. So I think they're going back into their usual Cleveland Indians roller coaster batting average slump, Mm -hmm. and we're about to see them fall back down the valley uh, here today. And I think Alzale starts that trend. So without further ado, All of that leads me uh, pretty much nothing else to add on that. But all of that leads me to the Indians and Cubs under seven and a half. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, my four best bets of the day. And uh, Mags, anything you needed to add, cared to add to? On top of that one, I don't think so. Uh, I really like what you said there at the end about the Indians roller coaster bats because, uh, you know, it is very, very true this year. And as you mentioned, what was it, two and three the last couple of days? Mm -hmm. So Saturday, Sunday, yeah. I like where your head's at with that one. So I I think you got something there. And you were not wrong about that weather. It was a bitch and a half to drive through. (laughs) Well, there you go. You heard it from the man who had to live through it first. And we still got some remnants of it rolling through the area today. So I think it makes that under a very, very good play. So there you go. Six best bets of the day coming from the TTL crew. Let's keep it moving, grooving. How you doing? Keep it moving. We're going to get right into the special play of the day. No more hesitation, no more delay. You know the deal. The Monday Madness Parlay. At the top of the show, I told you, four legs coming at you. Overall odds of plus 890 the last time I checked on a sports book. You know, I've been going a little bit here chatting a little while here think i need a little bit more water hopefully i don't spill it on my uh myself once again on my mm-hmm. brand new shirt you know just terrific to keep doing that but without further ado partner uh i'll kick things over to you let you get things started here wherever you want to start as always go ahead with today's 
Monday Madness Parlay. All right. So we don't have too much information to add on to you here because we've got a little bit of a different type of Monday Madness Parlay than usual, a little bit similar to our Wednesday Parlay pop-off, sort of. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, sort of, kind and of. And I know I'll have one <clears throat> leg that you will definitely hammer in here. So first leg is going to be uh, actually my partner, one of my partner's picks here, Astros minus one and a half. I love everything he nailed down on that one. That Astros offense is way too hot. And uh, Odorizzi, not at quite as bad as his surface numbers, as you mentioned, yeah. three of his last four games, still pitched pretty decently well, and it was against uh, Boston twice and the San Diego Padres, so some damn good offenses there. Mm. So I like him to hold down a, uh, you know, nothing special Baltimore Orioles offense. So there's our first leg. Second leg is going to be another one of my partner's plays. So I'm just stealing these out of his mouth right now. Well, how about that? It's going to be the Rangers first five plus a half. Love Kyle Gibson today to keep things down for the Rangers and, uh, you know, at least a couple here for the Rangers offense against Frankie Montas. Mm-hmm. So. There's the first two legs, partner. How about you hammer home the last two? Third leg we are taking is coming from my partner. Going to his first best bet of the day, the Cincinnati Reds' first five money line. Going to go ahead and add that bad boy because absolutely love the pitching matchup, everything he said. These Reds are heating up, and these Twins, not so great. Definitely not against righties. So I will gladly back the Reds in the first five and definitely add them to the Monday Madness. So leg three. Now leg four, we are going to the ice, the lone hockey play today. Going to talk a little bit more in depth about this matchup uh, and some of the things that happened over the weekend and how I uh, skated away by the skin of my teeth in today's rants and reactions. But f- uh, with all that being said, fourth best bet or fourth pick on the Monday Madness Parlay, rather, we are taking the New York Islanders plus one and a half. Not going to take the money line here today uh, on the net. Action Network app, they are actually rated plus 110 on the money line instead of their actual rating of plus 160 right now, or the actual line rather. So I like that, but I think it is a little bit risky with the Lightning going back home and the series tied 2-2. So three out of four of these games so far have ended by one score, uh, three to two, and then two to one, two to one. And the other one was a four to two Lightning win where they put an extra one in the back of the net in the closing seconds of the game. Both of these teams, defensive, have figured out the offense, and I think we are in for yet another insane game here this evening. So uh, gladly, both me and my partner are going to add the Islanders plus one and a half to today's Monday Madness Parlay. Right. As you mentioned, just a little bit safer. I'm uh, I'm going to predict a little bit of an overtime game here. Sure. I think that Islander, even if that game didn't finish the way it did with that defensive stop, even if it was uh, you know just a casual... Uh, I guess not casual. It was still would have been nuts, but it, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. A defensive right. stop there, without the extra heroics there at the end. Even if that didn't happen, I think they would have a lot of defensive momentum coming into this game. And now you add on the ridiculous heroics that happened at the end of that game. I think that's going to have a lot of momentum for that defense. Yeah. So I think we get a low scoring game. Uh, but you didn't mention the total. That total is under uh, five, five and a half. Still a little bit too, a uh, little bit too risky. Could go, you know, like you said, kind of like that one game where we have a last yeah. second uh, empty netter. I don't know, but I do love the plus one and a half here. Yeah, and it ticked from five and a half down to five, and five is getting plus money, but not very long plus money. It's getting a good amount of actual money wagered on the uh, game itself. So 
I like it to like you said, man. Uh, there may be a potential overtime game, and then we see another three-two-two-one finish here. Yeah, I think uh, so. Yeah, these defenses are just too electric. So enough with that leg. You know the analysis now. But once again, that is the Monday Madness parlay and the overall odds plus one or plus eight ninety. Hammer it home. I don't know why I told you, because as always, we just get right into the best bets of the day recap from here. So I really don't know why I had to recap it. So let's get with it. Let's get on to it. Here we go. Best bets of the day for June 21st, 2021. We are halfway through June, ladies and gentlemen. I, I'm i flabbergasted. I don't know where I don't know where 2021 is already going. Um, I feel like I say that every year at this point. Maybe it's yeah, just because I'm, I'm getting older. Uh, I think maybe time just goes on by a little bit quicker maybe that's what i've been told my whole life and i think i'm starting (laughs) to realize it but without further ado (laughs) today's best bets of the day up to the top here on the left hand side of your screen you got our mags picks one more time cincinnati reds first five money line and the cincinnati reds full game money line turn your attention on over to the right side of the screen for my best bets of the day got the houston astros first five money line and the houston astros minus one and a half for the full game got the texas rangers first five run line plus a half and the cleveland indians versus chicago cubs under seven and a half or seven runs wherever the line is currently at and then right below that you see the monday madness parlay now officially One more time, the New York Islanders plus one and a half, the Cincinnati Reds first five money line, the Texas Rangers first five run line plus a half, and the Houston Astros full game run line minus one and a half. Parlay those four bad boys up. You're going to get right about plus 890 odds. Pretty doggone juicy to uh, start the week here, partner. If you got a 10 spot burning a hole in your pocket, get you a fresh $100 overall payout to start Mm -hmm. your week, my friends. And uh, we went... Four and six last week on special plays. Four and two, you mean? Well, well, four for six. I'm sorry. Four for six. Yeah, yeah four yeah, for yeah. six. I said that wrong. Four <laughs> and two. Four out of six we hit. Yeah. So we took four special plays oh, yeah. to the window on about an average of plus five hundred overall odds. So uh, looking to keep that streak rolling this week, and I think we definitely have a solid possibility of doing that. Uh, yeah, no kidding. With what we got lined up over there. So there you go. There you have it. Everything we got for best bets analysis wise today. Let's wrap up the best bets and gambling segment or gambling portion of the show rather uh, with the always popular. Moneyline dice roll of the day. You now see it on your screen. The Los Angeles Dodgers versus San Diego Padres are going to be the roll of the day. And here we go. While I get things set up for the on-screen viewing pleasure of our audience, my friend, if you could be so kind, set the stage for us. Who's the dog? Who's the favorite? Where are we playing at? What's the total? What do we got? Any storylines coming out of this matchup as well? Give them the nitty gritty. I will go ahead and do that. I'll be back shortly. Okay. Uh, all right, so this one's going to be a little bit of a late-night game. Going to be on ESPN, so some nice primetime action here. Dodgers-Padres, Julio Urias on the mound for the Dodgers. Lefty versus Mr. U Darvish for the pods. 6-2-2-5-7 ERA. Padres with Darvish on the mound are coming in as the favorite at minus 127. Dodgers coming in at plus 112. On the run line, Padres minus one and a half is at a nice plus one seventy five, while the Dodgers plus one and a half is about minus one or yeah minus one seventy five. 
That under over under just ticked down over the last hour or so down to seven. Uh, under is getting minus one hundred, and the over is getting minus or is set at minus one fifteen. Bets and money splits here. Percentage of bets coming in for the Dodgers fifty eight percent, while the Padres money percentage is coming in at fifty six percent. So some bigger money coming in on those Padres. Still very torn on this matchup, as we mentioned. You Darvish has some ridiculous numbers against the Dodgers. However, he has come down a little bit the last couple starts. Hasn't had his best stuff, so that's why we're kind of a little bit, a uh, little bit weary on this one. In the month of June, he's got a four one five ERA, still two five seven ERA on the season, but that June ERA is starting to tick up a little bit. Um, so that's kind of the reason why we weren't back in the Padres. Otherwise, if he was in full form here, we would probably be all over those Padres. But a little bit of a question mark there for you, Darvish. Julio Urias, excuse me, lefty, is uh, coming in with a 3-2-4 ERA in the month of June. Not too bad, not too spectacular. So we could be in for a doozy here today. Partner, how we looking? Not bad. Uh, you got any? Nope. Okay. All right. I just want to make sure everything's good. It's a little bit glitchy for that's some glitchy, reason. Yeah. Uh, just a little weird, but that's okay. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to restart everything here. No problem, because I had it up rocking and rolling. I'm pretty much a uh, zen master okay. at this, if you will, at this point. So if you got anything else to add, just a few more brief moments, yeah, folks. No Bear worries. with us for your I viewing pleasure. I am going to mention the U Darvish numbers versus the Dodgers mm, here. Mm. 11 and 82 career are the Dodgers against U Darvish. 0.071 batting average. Mookie Betts one for nine. Uh, AJ Pollock one for nine. The only the one that has the best success actually is Albert Pujols eight for thirty six. That's still a two twenty two batting average. So nothing special there. Justin Turner zero for eight. Chris Taylor zero for three. Uh, Austin Barnes zero for five. You got a few pitchers in there, so maybe that's a little bit inflated. But even still, I just mentioned all those brutal numbers against Darvish. Uh, so this Dodgers team has not pit, hit well against him. He Darvish has faced him twice in April this year, uh, and those teams split those games. Darvish went seven innings in each. Um, actually, lost the game where he's seven innings, one hit, one run allowed. Uh, so even if Darvish is spectacular, you never fucking know. And uh, I mentioned they won the other game back to back starts actually, and then the next one they won six to one, seven innings, four hits, one earned run. So. Darvish has been spectacular, but even if he is, doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be a lock for the pods. So that's why we're rolling the damn dice. And if my partner is ready, I'm going to do a little something different here. Let's see what okay. let's see what this feels like. Okay. Let's see what this feels like. Interesting. We'll go down here though. Interesting. Always adjusting, always moving. I'll let you do that. We'll see how this thing is. It's it seemed a little Seemed a little glitchy, if I do say so myself, because, yeah, already on the screen, and it is uh, taking a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah. see, not very not very reactive today for some reason. I don't know why. The Because, uh, like, stream, everything everything else is terrific, but uh, for some reason it just does, does not want to be perfect on the screen. But uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Give you guys, will, shot, you yeah. guys will still be able to. Uh, I mean, at least we're still good. That video might not be worth a hot damn, but. Better uh, than nothing, maybe. Bad is never really a good thing. So, <laughs> yeah, we might uh, might close it out here for today. 
and uh if we can i'll roll and if it comes back and we'll see we'll see how it looks right. so um just because who wants to sit there and watch a glitchy ass video right, nobody yeah. wants to watch that okay. so our apologies uh for some reason the app is just going slow everything else is working but i think it's just the app today so had to wake up these dice they are ready to go i might just do the old usual just to uh just to Eh, keep the body guessing. Maybe yeah, I'll go not? up there and show yeah, why him. Not? Why not? Um, but I think it's already it, it's it already stopped, so you're good to go. All right. So my partner laid the scene for you today for the Dodgers and the Padres matchup. So without further ado, it's time for the first roll of the day. The home or away die. Are we going with the home team Padres or the away team Dodgers? We will all find out in three, in two, in one. The away team Dodgers. Away oh, team right. Dodgers it is. Okay. Moving right along. Moneyline ATS. Are we going to get a little bit of juice or are we going to have to take a little bit of chalk? We will all soon find out. As always, in three, in two, in one. ATS plus one and a half. All right. Away ATS. What were the odds on that, my friend? Uh, about minus 175. Okay. So not let, terrible, uh, not great. Yeah, not terrible, not great. All right. So the wild card dice has now made its way to set. Are we going to double down? Head to the total or re-roll? In three, in two, in one. Oh, boy. What do we got here? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Home ATS. We have our first money line Roll. Wow. Wow. So the dice, we didn't know about this roll or about this matchup as much as the dice don't know yeah. about this matchup. So for the first first time here, they uh they they have a little bit of a uh, little bit of an issue. They don't think that uh things are gonna be working out uh as well for the first roll. So they wanna want a little bit of a mulligan, if you will. Yeah. Uh you know, why don't I try since since we have a mulligan? Try one more time here. See if it has any possibility. Being decent. It doesn't seem too bad. If, uh, well, it really doesn't seem too All bad. Right. Well, how about that? All right. Let's see if it, well. righty. Hot doggy. Looky there. Look at those dice. Look nice. at that. All right. All right. So right in between us now. I kind of like that. We were kind of, kind of battling with the dice. Mr. John Rostein. Hello, sir. All right, so here we go. Just a minor hiccup. The dice said, hold on. You got to show us glistening in the studio light. What the hell are you thinking? We're not giving out picks unless you show us off. So once again, first roll, home team, Padres or away team, Dodgers. In three, in two, in one. Away team team once again. All right. I will move this your direction, partner. Once again, are we taking the money line or ATS. How are the dice feeling now? Three, two, one. Oh, on top of the laptop, ATS once again. Away ATS once again. So we maybe they the weren't as confused as they thought. So once again, wild card dice. Roll number two. Here we go. Three, two, one. That is the over this time around. All right. So the <laughs> dice have officially settled on today's selection said fuck you darvish dodgers in the over the dice have spoken if you want to guarantee take two tickets to the window tonight 
You know the deal. In the dice we trust. Dodgers on the run line plus one and a half and over the game total of seven. Seven runs. We are, or the dice are rather, not buying the arms of Yu Darvish and Julio Urias to limit runs today. And they are really not buying Yu Darvish against these Dodgers in his previous numbers. So we will gladly back these dice into battle and take two tickets to the pay window tonight. Yes. One more time. LA Dodgers, run line plus one and a half and over seven runs in the full total between the Dodgers and Padres. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Dice had a solid week last week. Hey, man. man. Don't let these dice I'm get telling hot. you, don't let them get hot. They... Chipping away 19 and 21 and one. Uh, it was, I'm uh, saying, they were son. Like six behind, uh, six, six losses behind, the, uh, you know, being even. So. Cut it back down to two. Could be an even hey, record after hey, the night. Hey, hey, Well, let me, uh, let me but, take care uh, of things here as always. Thank, thank you, Dice. Thank, thank you, Dice. We appreciate you. Oh, man. Got to start this week off hot. So, yeah. into the handy travel carrying bag they go. Zipped up they are. Hammered home as well. Moneyline Dice, if you're watching, as always, uh, we got to get this combo pack going of uh, yeah. said hammer and said pack of die it, it, it the power that is welded in my hands right now is otherworldly I, I i hope I, I can almost feel the energy going through the camera of how much power this gives me dice i are, feel as though i'm radiating yeah winning energy dice are two and oh since we brought up the hammer i'm not saying but i'm saying not saying, but I'm saying. Not saying, but I'm saying. And uh, hopefully we'll get this combo pack started here pretty soon. But for sick. now, if you want your own Moneyline Dice, we're working on that. But you, if you want your own Moneyline Dice now to start, we got an easy way for you to get them. Head over this episode's description, second link down in the bottom, MoneylineDice.com. Hit it. We also put the code that you can get a discount with, 10% off your first order right in this episode's description. Get everything you want on there. They have more merch than just these dice, and it is some sweet merch. Let me tell you that. They got the MMA scorecard. They have the record book for the dice. You can track all your units, all your plays, everything you want. And then they got wearable merchandise. And this logo, my friends, on merch is crisp E. So I suggest you head over to MoneylineDice.com, start rolling with the crew, and get some of their sick-ass merch. And at the same time, save some money while you're doing it. Code TTL10 at checkout, 10% off your first order at MoneylineDice.com. Thank you, Dice, and our friends at Moneyline Dice. Thank you. We appreciate you more than you know. All right, my friends, there you go. There you have it. Today's first half of the TTL podcast. Our best bets, analysis, trends, the special play Monday Madness Parlay, the dice have spoken. Mm -hmm. We have nothing left betting-wise for you, but we got plenty more of this show left. So if you're one of the kind gambling folks that just stops by every episode of the Talking the Line podcast to hammer in locks with the crew, and you're about to head on out of here, first things first, we appreciate you so much. Can't tell you how much we love you and all your support. Thank you for stopping by and going to the trenches every single day against the sports books with the crew. If you are truly heading out of here, don't stay away too long now. Make sure you come around to Bend for Tuesday's episode. We'll see you tomorrow for the show, same time, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time, because you know the deal. 
We need your help bankrupting these sports books one play at a time. So have a spectacular rest of your Mondays, and we'll catch you on the flip side for tomorrow's show. But for you TTL faithful sticking around for the second half of the show, boy, oh boy, I've been waiting to do this all weekend long. Here we go. It's time for today's Rants and Reactions. All right. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Drop it into first gear. Kick it on back just a little bit and talk some shit. You know, partner, uh, we said it at the top of the show, but are we back? Are we? Are we? Uh, what did we do without sports? You know, we may or may not be back. Uh, we may or may not be back, my man. I mean, the entire weekend was a damn solid sports weekend, uh, you know, in itself. But Saturday night, my goodness. I, there was points where I was standing in front of my TV because it was so intense that I couldn't even sit down. Yeah. I, 150% concur. I know you are just like me and had multiple TVs set course. up uh, in the viewing area. So, I had uh, four screens at one point. Yeah. Yeah. That uh, that that doesn't surprise me wow. one damn bit whatsoever. Uh, wow. You, you ousted me this week and I only had two going. Damn. I mean, there was uh, at one point there was well, maybe not at one point, but I was at least four sports going on for a handful of times. So yeah, it was uh, it was quite the weekend, my friend. Uh, let's dive into it here. First things first, kind of wrapped up the weekend. Well, not necessarily. I mean, kind of, but the uh, U.S. Open. John Rahm gets his first major victory. How about that for the old Spaniard? Coming in as the uh, opening favorite, which I I uh, didn't back obviously, but. Uh, Good for him, my man. Good for him after what happened a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He absolutely deserves it. He's yeah. been up there in so many of these tournaments and can't get it done at the end of the day. But, uh, you know, he might have taken care of it anyways, but he finally uh, kind of had one of those occasions where he was one of the you know, he was a winner that looked like he wanted to win the damn tournament and absolutely not a single other person in the field, uh, you know, the back nine of that tournament wanted any part of winning no. that thing. So, good for him i thought louis was gonna you know push him to a playoff potentially obviously you know before the last couple of holes happened and he got up to six under but mm. there was one point where harris Eng- harris english was sitting at three under in the clubhouse and i thought and you know i think at the time when he did that the leader was at six i think it was louis and then people start dropping and dropping and i was like oh shit is, is harris english about to be looking decent over there at minus yeah. three on or mm. three under there but uh you know Good for John Rom. John Rom. He could be uh, could be on a nice little roll here. Got a little bit of that dad energy. Yeah, yeah. And especially after, I mean, you said this most recent one, but after two COVID, like have to withdraw because of COVID right. for him. I mean, that is just brutal, my friend. And the fact that he was able to get the U.S. Open is electricity. I mean, it was mm-hmm. awesome when he got the trophy yesterday. So great for him. And then also classic Louis, man. I can I could count on my hands and toes the amount of time that Louis Oosthuizen has forced a playoff or at least been right yeah. in that spot. Yeah, making people sweat. Yeah, yeah no 150%. That should be his middle name, Louis Sweat Oosthuizen. And he is the most laid back and, you know, least least uh i don't know what word i'm looking for like carefree least, least ratings driven uh, yeah. uh player out there because i mean yeah carefree just kind of ho-hum go with the flow and like you said he is always up there i think he's only gotten uh maybe one major if i'm not mistaken but yeah. uh you know good tournament great tournament 
I was hoping for like an eight-way playoff at the end there. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, that's what I'm always hoping <laughs> hey, for. Hey, can't we all, uh, if we all got our wishes, uh, if wishes were for fishes, the world would be yeah. an ocean. But uh, we would all have loved to see an eight-way playoff. But yeah. something else I wanted to question you around, partner. Is it time for DeChambeau to lay off the protein shakes? Is it time for Bryson to correct his game? Is it time to maybe hang up the clubs for a month or two and and find himself again? What is the deal with Bryson DeChambeau? Yeah, you know, man, I mean, it looked like he was going to take a run at that thing coming into the uh, back nine there, and the wheel came off as hard as I have uh, just about ever seen them, aside yes, from sir. maybe Jordan Spieth at the Masters a handful of years ago. Yes, sir. Uh, but Bryson, man, I don't know, and he... Because the wheels fell off, he had he made one or two mistakes, and then uh, as we've seen before, he kind of lets that get to him, and then it's a you know it's an absolute shit show for the next three four holes. And the part that drives me nuts is that he tries to he literally said something along the lines of like oh I you know I didn't play bad it was just a few bad breaks. It's like maybe a break or two led to that, but once you got to that point, it wasn't too late, and you let it get to your head, and the wheels absolutely fell off. So. I think there needs to be a little bit of a, you know, a, I don't know if mental check is not as far as him being mentally unstable. That's not at all what I'm saying. But mm. as far as the focus, when things start to, uh, you know, not go his way, I think he needs to take a different approach there and accept uh, when, you know, the wheels are falling off and he needs to take a step back, take a deep breath and rein it back in. Damn, you had some rent to do about that, huh? I know. A lot of bunched up stuff about Bryson over the weekend here. Yeah, I mean, because I enjoy watching him play, but as far as stuff like that, it really drives me nuts. And obviously, guys fall apart sometimes from time to time, but, you know. It's, it's kind just, of becoming a trend. Yeah, you just got to own it, too, yeah. for God's sake. Yeah, exactly. You can't excuse this, excuse that. Yeah, I mean, I a mean. couple of weeks ago, he's in, you know, 10 feet rough, and it's like, oh, well, I hit a good drive. It's like, well, clearly, clearly didn't, you pal. didn't hit a good Goodness. drive. <laughs> so maybe if. Mr. Riley Magnuson had anything to say in the PGA. Bryson DeChambeau would be on a mandatory leave of absence for the next few months. Yeah, I'm not saying that, but... Yeah, not saying that, but there is a but. <laughs> there is a but there, ladies and gentlemen, so who knows? But that's the weekend of PGA. We'll have some more stuff coming up for you. I do believe there's another tournament coming up this weekend. Haven't looked past uh, this haven't, weekend. Haven't looked yet. past this weekend quite yet. Uh, you know we're not the golf experts, but uh, we'll be sure. Oh, and partner, you cashed more. Kawa, top about 10. To say, speaking good of not shit being for you. an expert, yeah, hey. <laughs> good shit for you, my friend. Uh, absolutely love to see that. I, uh, I guess I, I was looking yesterday. I guess I skipped the PGA. So two out of three majors this year that I, well, the two that I have played, positive of units so yeah heck yeah am i a golf expert no no i'm not maybe probably not Not but hey either way uh there you go pga from the weekend now you know me you know where we're going next the ufsa Mm -hmm. the ufc my friends oh man what a card this past weekend t say yeah t say tkz versus ige i put them both together that was incredible um the zombie doing what zombie does, yeah. getting absolutely torched by Ortega in his last fight, and then now comes out and looks absolutely incredible against Dan Ige, who's been absolutely impeccable with his striking and his boxing. Now, TKZ's already out calling Max Bless Holloway, saying he doesn't have punching power. I have punching power. He just has boxing skill. I can beat him. Oh boy, quick words coming off of a quick fight. You know, Ige's not some of the high-level names that Zombie has fought in the past, but he still is a good opponent. Now, Ige had a couple opportunities he could have got back into that fight. 
in the fourth and fifth round, I thought he had a real good shot to get something done because in the Zombies' last four fights overall, he is one in three when it gets past the third round. Mm. And he's actually been TKO'd a few times in those. So I was actually real surprised that Ige couldn't get anything done in the fourth or fifth. He did change his game plan. He listened to his corner. It ended up being a great fight. Uh, but overall, Zombie got the UD and uh, decided to go on home and call out Max Blessed Holloway. What are you thinking on that? Do you think he does have a chance on that one, or is that... Uh, I don't think it's out of his realm. I think right. I think him calling out Max that fast was a mental game on Max. Sure. Because like Max is solid, and, and we saw him in his last fight against Calvin Cater. Like He touched Cater up. Right. I mean, his boxing was on an entire different level right. at that point. I think a TKZ-blessed fight would bless us all it would be absolutely electric it would be terrific it would be boxing prowess and boxing just beautiful technique against beautiful muay thai technique yeah and i think it would just be off the charts it might be contender for fight of the year yeah i'm uh i'm starting to be a big fan of the of uh old tkz over there i saw something and i uh I was watching the fight, but as you mentioned, I had about four different screens going. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, my focus was on that one when that fight came on. But I, I didn't realize it while it was happening. But apparently, TKZ dislocated his shoulder at one point in the yeah. round, popped it back in. So, why his name is literal the zombie. zombie. Yeah. He is the zombie, my friend. He is insane. I So, I, I can't wait to see what the next step for yeah. TKZ is because last thing he said, too, I'm no longer number four, I'm number three. So, rankings come out today at like two o'clock, I think. So, we'll see how it kind of shakes right. up division to division um outside of that told you the marlon vera davy gant fight was going to be terrific and yep. it fucking was yep. uh marlon vera obviously got the win but a ud win so i mean it, it was a beautiful fight davy gant gave marlon vera everything he had i mean pure heart pure heart and his face was mangled after that right. fight uh but great fight sergey spivak took down the old dog alexi olenek um spivak looks really good uh, i think he'll start to climb up some of the rankings here in the heavyweight i don't think he's gonna crack top 10 for quite some time but he's starting to look good for sure uh, my boy julian arosa took the rough ko loss to say Wu Choi. Oh, yeah. That was insane. Yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah, there was uh, a handful of solid TKOs. Quick KOs. little. Yeah. And I mean, it. that was it. it, was it. That like was that. a wrap. Uh, then you had my boy Bruno Silva told you I am so high on guys making their UFC debut. And he delivered in electric fashion against Wellington Thurman. Then if you saw me on Twitter afterwards, him and Bruce got the little salsa oh, going yeah. on yeah, in yeah, the yeah. cage. So that was really cool for him. And then Matt Brown, the old dog, put out, put out. Diego Lima. Yes. I mean, it was ridiculous. And Diego looked uncomfortable in that cage from Bell One. I mean, it was was a beatdown by Matt Brown. And finally, he just kept backing him down, backing him down, backing him down, saw his spot, and that was it. Yep. That was it. And it was crazy killed my parlay from the first one but hey <laughs> if if it's gonna happen in that fashion i can't even be upset like if it was a unanimous decision something like that i get to it'd be a little cranky but something like that hey yeah matt brown still doing it still fucking doing it the man is absolutely electric uh outside of that Nothing else super. Verna Jandaroba, actually that gal is coming up out of nowhere um she fought um 
Kanako Murata and Kanako couldn't come out after the second round. I do believe it was second or third. I can't remember, but uh, they called it Dr. Stoppage and uh, TKO. That was it. That was a wrap. So Verna Jandaroba, look out. She uh, she might be something solid. Then you had Chaos Williams and Matthew Semmelsberger. Chaos Williams continues to come out and lay the leather. He never backs off, never backs down. No fucking question. He is always in there to scrap. Pulls off the unanimous decision against Semmelsberger. I was really hoping that uh, he would have been able to get him out there via stoppage because Chaos Williams stoppages are insane because that man throws with everything he's got. Yeah, no question, man. I I think I missed that one. I must have, but... uh... The card yeah. as a whole did not disappoint. Yeah, outside of that, nothing else I, that really jumped out. Um, oh, Ricky Glenn getting the uh, TKO to start the fight. I mean, he was all over him and got him on the ground uh, TKO. But yeah, absolutely great card. Um, upcoming this week, have some more stuff coming at you for sure. We got Cyril Gan versus Alexander Volkov. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be fucking yeah. great. Two absolute bomb throwers. And uh, then Kennedy and Jakuwu and Danilo Marquez for the co-main. That'll also be top-notch. Andre Touchy-Feely and Daniel Pineda for the third fight on the main card. Tim Means versus Nicholas Dalby. And then Hanato Moincano versus Hi Herbert. This is going to be yet another fight night, yet another killer, killer card. And then even the undercard, just a few quick glances. I mean, it looks great. So we're going to have some more best bets, main card parlay coming at you, fights to watch. We'll be sure to break down this upcoming weekend's Gon versus Volkov UFC fight night card for you on Friday. So make sure you turn into uh, Friday's episode if you're all about them picks and parlays and everything like that, because uh, my analysis has been pretty damn spot on here lately. Not too shabby. <laughs> pretty man. damn Not spot shabby. on here lately. So I'm feeling pretty good about the UFC, but let's keep it moving and grooving. Make a quick stop by the gridiron for just a little bit of news. Nothing new noteworthy as far as free agents, trade transactions, or player movement. But we do have a little bit of something, something to get into. I got one thing to get into here in a minute, but first thing that was actually a little surprising to me, congratulations to Alvin Kamara, has been named the first growth and engagement advisor for NASCAR. Interesting choice. How bizarre is that? Yeah, I uh, I didn't read too much into this, but, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of a cross-board uh, marketing there, trying mm-hmm. to uh, squeeze out some of the NFL fan base into the NASCAR fan base, because there is a little bit of an overlap there, but mm-hmm. I mean... Their relationship has apparently been growing pretty heavily. I don't know particularly why AK is so into NASCAR. I mean, NASCAR is absolutely electric. I love it. I love it. A lot of people don't understand how you can watch cars go in circles for 500 laps. Myself included. But being there and then being there and then being being able to watch it on TV. Like if you've been there before, you can definitely watch it on TV with a whole different appreciation. And I mean, it, it. Cars going 200 plus miles an hour by you, 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 you've never felt that adrenaline. It is insane. But, uh, yeah, don't, don't know really where it came from, but Hey, good for him. That's absolutely incredible. Get a little bit more brand growth for him as if AK needed any more. Hey, he'll just get him another fresh diamond grill from, uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny Vang, Johnny Dang. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's Johnny Dang. Uh, that's the jeweler who does all the big rappers ah, okay. and ball players, all their jewelry, everything. Little uh, little Filipino dude, I think I believe he is. But okay. uh, he's got some great videos. He like um, 
and uh, yeah, rabbit hole here. He had uh, he has some real good videos, and uh, he like shows the back of like his jewelry store and everything like that, and like some of the grills he's made for famous people and stuff like that, and how he like started off absolutely piss poor and has built his business, and he's a millionaire, millionaire now with what yeah, he does. So Johnny Dang, yeah, it's Johnny Dang, I believe it okay. is. Obviously, I don't have a. Not ten to, ten stacks sitting in my pocket, yeah, but uh, hopefully soon enough I'll be able to have one of those dang diamond chains around the neck. We'll see what happens here. Uh, but moving right along, keep it going here in the NFL after that rabbit hole. Got into Johnny Dang after Alvin Kamara and NASCAR. How about all of that nonsense for some rants and reactions for you? Madden cover came out last week. We touched on it very briefly. Hey, good for Brady, good for Mahomes. But something was on my heart this weekend. Something festered in me all weekend long that I just couldn't get off my heart. And I had to bring it to the pod because it might have glossed over my partner's head. But no, no, not mine. I'm very, very confused as to how we're talking about MVP edition of Madden and baby goat and real goat. But we don't have the real damn MVP on the cover, i.e., QB12 Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay, Wisconsin. You think you're upset? What is going on? You're telling I, me. I, I just, I glanced past this piece of information at I the beginning. I don't see any issue with the third. Uh, third I don't cover see any issue with Tom Brady and Mr. Aaron Rodgers on the cover together. Neither do I. And let Mr. Mahomes get on out of the picture. No, we can have all three. There's room. Nah, I don't even think we need three. 2K's done it before. I don't know. Is this is this Madden saying we don't even know what's going on in Green Bay that we nah. can't even acknowledge the MVP? Has he been traded that I didn't know of? Not that I don't. Not that I know of. Okay. Well, then what are we talking about here? But where's the acknowledgement? Mm-hmm. What? What? What's what's happened? What has happened to AA Ron Rose? What Spe- What has happened in the media? Be the uh, special edition cover coming out. Out of nowhere, the MVP, they drop a new special one. edition special on top of the already MVP edition. Special super, platinum edition. Super MVP edition. Ooh, That's coming. Yeah. Super platinum special edition. Perfect. You got to fly it in from the farthest land of unknown. Hawaii. Hawaii. <laughs> QB12. Aaron Rodgers. The real Madden cover. I, I feel bad for you, partner. I think he should have been on there. I don't okay. know what I don't know what the deal is. I don't know I don't know why everybody in the media and everybody everywhere seems to have to keep slighting your boy. I don't know why. No slights. I hope We're all good. I hope soon that for your sake and for Green Bay Packers fans everywhere that all this horse shit comes to an end rather soon. I think you're going to be eating those words in about uh, 4 or 5 months. Which ones? Those that you hope uh, for my sake and for Packers fans sake that he it's all all square and, and well. Oh, you think it's not going to be squaring well? I think it is, and you're going to be eating those words because he's going to be, uh, you know, about seven, eight, no. But I said I hope it's squaring well. I know. I think you're going to be eating those words. But and that would mean say, that I would say it would be shitty. Yeah, I think you're going to be saying that you wish you would have said that. Because <laughs> oh, the so Packers they're going to be just... bad. No, you're missing what I'm saying. <laughs> he's going to come back. He's going to dominate, and the Packers are going to be eight and no, nine and no, and the Bears are going to be mediocre as fuck as usual. And you're going to be like, damn, I wish I wouldn't have said all those nice things about Aaron Rodgers. If they're good, then why would I have not like to say that? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you. 
All right, wrap it up for the NFL. All of these goddamn words. Hopefully, Aaron Rodgers. uh, Yes, hopefully, I do eat my words, and uh, Aaron has a great. Maybe we'll see some just absolutely beautiful Bears Packers (laughs) just electric matchups with uh, my QB1 Justin Fields going up against supposed QB1 Aaron Rodgers. I cannot wait to see it on the frozen tundra and wherever Soldier Field may lie. I guess it will be where it is now for this year Mm -hmm. for the time Mm -hmm. being. Mm -hmm. But that does it for the NFL. Moving on along to the game. So beautiful. It has to be played on diamonds. The MLB. Nothing crazy, wild nonsense coming out of the weekend. The war on sticky stuff rages on. Mm And uh, appears to be a gentleman's agreement on the horizon of uh, all the all 30 MLB teams shaking hands and saying, yeah, we'll have our opposing pitchers checked out. No problem. We'll just do that. It seems that they're wanting to kind of sweep this under the rug and get all this bullshit out of the media before more bullshit comes out. It's kind of what it appears to me. So sure, there will be more developments as the week rages on. So we'll be sure to cover the sticky stuff as best as we can as soon as we find stuff out. But something cool. The Rays are finally calling up Vander Franco from their minor league system. And per everybody that has been talking about this kid, he's the top prospect in the MLB right now, and he's one of them five-tool guys. He can run, he can field, he can throw, he can hit, and he can hit with power. I mean, not that the Rays needed to add one of those guys to this already star-studded lineup, but the Rays just got even better I mean shit if they can add to that offense that's uh they can add a run or two to their average every damn day that uh makes them a hell of a lot scarier if I do say so myself yeah uh very interested to see what this kid does because he has been hot topic since Uh, end of 2020 right so I'm very excited to see what he does for the um for the Rays there also last night or yesterday afternoon if you didn't see it absolutely destroyed my A's money line play. They had runners on second and first with no outs in the ball game. Aroldis Chapman pitching, and I think Murphy was batting. And the Yankees have now officially tied record tying three triple plays in one season. They turned a triple play on Matt Murphy. I, I'm going to say it's Matt Murphy. I think it's who it was on his next hit. And if I'm not wrong, I know two of them have come with Chapman on the mound. I don't know if the the third has either. Yeah, it's been pretty doggone recently. Because there was a goofy one where it was, I I can't remember specifics. Oh, yeah, it was like one, one, five, six, two, three, two, triple play. Yeah, right. So, uh, yeah, man, I mean, uh, seems like, uh, you know, not the story that we're going for here, but uh, Roldis Chapman getting a little lucky, having a little bit of a rough go of it. Yeah, yeah, he's been getting lucky with those triple plays yeah. because, honestly, a 2-1 lead with Aroldis Chapman on the bump does not feel as safe as it used to. No, it does not. Not at all. I don't know what's all. going on. I mean, maybe he can figure it out, but uh, getting a little bit lucky lately. Mm. More record-setting over the weekend. Kyle Schwarber, record-tying five home runs in two games, absolutely obliterated the ball off of Taiwan Walker yesterday. Yep. Uh, not back-to-back, but uh, Homer... At bat, Homer for Kyle Schwarber, uh, deep into right field, both on high fastballs, right where Schwarby loves him. Taiwan tried to challenge him, and Schwarby said, "Not today, young man. I'm taking you deep too." So, record setter there for uh, Mr. Schwarber. Maybe he has another opportunity to get the record here this season because it seems that uh, Schwarby bombs are only 
but coming back. Yeah, man. You missing him? Uh, missing him at all? Missing the shit out of him. Okay. Missing the shit okay. out of him. I mean, not terribly because we do have some great sticks on the lineup that backfilled him for sure streaky. yeah and a lot of prospects streaky. and he is streaky that that is one thing but man there is something about a schwarber bomb oh boy his, his bombs are bombs my they friend bombs. but so are jocks jocks are uh quite something so i think they're just kind of backfilling what we lost from kyle sure. pretty pretty well that's i like fair. i like how we kind of flip-flop kyle and jock i'm yeah, a big fan fair. of jock for sure um also kind of heartbreaking news we'll see what comes out but fernando tatis jr re-injuring that shoulder yesterday not sure status up in the air for tonight uh, if he's going to be on the field for the padres or not yeah, seems like he's all right. I uh, imagine I would be uh, surprised if they didn't give him another day off here. Even uh, Maybe not because it is a huge matchup. But, uh, yeah, my, hopefully he's not dealing with this all season long. i got to be a little bit more careful out there, obviously. But, uh, you know, hopefully it's just not a little nagging thing all season long. That's my only concern. Yeah, definitely me too. Um, but a little sidebar there on top of hoping that this is not a uh, – season-long injury, season-long concern here. Uh, we just about had some terrific content happen. I was about another quarter of an inch from falling right the fuck out of this chair. Uh, so that would have been absolutely electric. Would have fallen right into the side table here and just taken out everything right alongside with me. So that would have been some solid content for this Monday. But thankful to my cup, I uh, had a little bit of extra balance there. Whew, if only. All right. Well, there you go. That's the... that's have to lean into it next time. No kidding. That's the uh, nonsense coming out of the MLB. Moving right along into the NBA. Uh, wild weekend out of the NBA as well, my friend. Um, we had... What do we have? We had obviously the Bucks and the Nets. Um, the Nets losing in terrible fashion. Uh, they didn't get bounced in the round. I thought they would, but I was telling everybody at the beginning of the year they were going to get bounced, and the injuries got the best of them. And Milwaukee didn't look great, but they did enough to get the job done. Yeah, talk about a grind out series, my man. That mm-hmm. was that game was as much as that. That was the game I needed to watch. I lost the bet on that one, but. Yeah, one of those ones, kind of like you said earlier about the fight. Obviously, I don't like losing money, but when you get it's it, the one you want to watch. Unreal game seven. It's hard to be upset at it. Uh, big Kevin Durant fan, despite the last second shot missed in overtime, he showed out all series long. So, uh, fuck the last second missed in overtime. We're talking about yeah. if he wears his normal shoe size. I found this out. I read this on Twitter this morning. Yeah, he wears a size eighteen on the court for more of a lightweight feathery feel to his shoes and in normal life he wears a size 17 Uh. his foot was on the line by about an inch and missed the three and it was a two and that three would have won them the game we all know 17 and three quarters he's probably behind that insanity insanity how close he was and he knew it too he knew it too i mean his face just like oh shit that was the time. I don't think we're going to be able to get this in OT, boys. We yeah. don't have the firepower, and everybody's getting fucking tired. Yep. I can't do this by myself. And that's what happened. I mean, we poo-pooed Reggie Miller saying him and uh, James Harden should rest game six, but for God's sakes, Kevin Durant was gassed. Obviously, yeah. that last shot went so short. I mean... Yeah. He was tired. He was yeah. tired. And also, a little... Uh, you had Kevin Durant's mom and uh, PJ Tucker oh, going yeah. at it, which <laughs> yeah. was pretty sweet. Um, it ended up being kind of just like a laugh. And yeah, like yeah, he, yeah. It was kind of cool how it ended up ending. But like she... It was just classic mom to play her on court. And like it, it was... It, like t- You could see it took PJ Tucker 
back to like being 12 years old yeah. and he just kind of looked at her with like that oh shit face and kind of <laughs> smiled like it it was some pretty good good quality content there too but uh rough for the nets better luck next year my friends we'll see what happens yeah i'm uh i mean i'm gonna go out on probably not too much of a limb but i'm limb but i'm uh I'm already going to be t- saying my uh, Nets prediction for next year's final to win the championship. So. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. He's uh, putting the cart way in front of the way horse. You heard it here I first. Brooklyn can. Nets, 2022 NBA outright champions. Brooklyn Nets from Riley Magnuson. You heard it here first. Uh, yesterday, don't mean to toot my own horn, but took the Hawks plus seven Hawks money line and doubled down on their second half money line or actually just the live money line. Yeah. Cast all of that shit and the Hawks eliminate the 76ers and Doc Rivers is now 0-4 in game seven playoff elimination scenarios. Partner, I know you got some shit festering on the heart in relation to Doc. I mean, give it to me. Plain and simple, this Philly team is not going to look the same here in uh, the uh, upcoming season here. There's zero chance they're going to be able to roll back into Philly with those Philly fans with the exact same team or anywhere close to it. Keep Embiid. Embiid. I mean, you know, there's to give it a little crazier hot takey. I like Joel Embiid, but if you are that concerned about his health and injury uh, sustainability or, you know, avoiding that injuries mm. like he uh, obviously cannot avoid. Doesn't look good. I mean, I love Joel Embiid. Yeah, I think you have to ride with him despite all those injury concerns and hope that he can, you know, stay at least 90% healthy all the time because he is worth it. But the rest of the team, man, you know, Seth Curry. Seth Curry is uh, the other guy that lived up to and probably exceeded, wow, uh, you know, expectations for this series. Right. Everyone else, get him the, f- get him the fuck out of there. Tobias yeah. Harris, get him out of there. Ben Simmons, there's no chance you bring Ben Simmons back under the Sixers. Even before that atrocity of passing up a layup or a dunk with Trey Young behind you, or maybe, no, coming at him, sorry. Even before that, he was gone. But now after that, you have to get rid of him. And uh, I think they could get still some type of trade value for him somewhere. Probably not, uh, definitely not, definitely not peak uh, trade value as far as what you could have gotten over the last year or so. But somebody's still going to be paying uh you know, 75 cents on the dollar, I would say you could probably expect, but, uh, and Dr. Rivers, I don't know, man, I, I, I've always liked Dr. Rivers, but the lack of, uh, competency in game sixes and seven is pretty outrageous, especially given the talent that he's had over the last four or five years with the Clippers and now the Sixers. Yep. I don't know how you, uh, I don't know how you justify it. I don't know. I don't think you can. Um, the one thing that I would say in opposition to you, I think they might keep Tobias Harris around just because they built a lot of that team around him. They kind of gave him the keys of that team. Um, a lot of guys have that kind of opinion as well. But Ben Simmons, I could not agree more. I mean, you can't you can't go to the free throw line and, and everybody in the world knows you're missing it. Like you, you just can't. You can't do things like that. Now, where does he go? I don't know, but I don't, I don't think either. he stays in Philly. I don't know what the deal is, but I also saw a video a few few weeks back, or not, maybe a week ago it might have been, and he was taking block shots and literally could not put one in the right. hole. He he maybe took twenty back to back to back to back to back and put one in. Like it yeah. it, it was it was insane. He, block he, shots, two foot shots, clearly all all the way up in his own head. I mean, and it's insane. Man, it's I don't, insane. I don't know how he gets out of it either. I don't think you can. I think uh, Ben Simmons might have the yips. 
potentially might have the yips and uh his career might be over i i, I hot hey there's the fucking hot take for you ben simmons has got the yips and his career is donezo that's a hot take turns into a sixth man potentially ninth man that's a hot take hot take and a half but hey half. you know what i'm about hot takes maybe ben simmons is donezo you heard it here first also uh the other game on tap while we're waiting to um uh, waiting for the Bucks and Hawks to get underway. Speaking of which, in that, you think the Hawks got any type of chance? You know, I I don't. I, I mean, I, I'm not going to say they have no chance, and I think this could be uh, you know a solid series. But I don't think they have the defensive recipe the same way that the Nets did for Giannis. I think he has a lot more success, like we are kind of used to him season used to seeing from him, like kind of the regular season type of success where he can get to the basket. Uh, maybe they are going to try and use that uh, template and formula and, you know, force them to shoot some deep shots. I don't know that they have the size, uh, you know, matchup and quickness matchup. Obviously, they have Clint Capella, but Clint Capella can't, you know, stay strive for strive with Giannis. So, I don't know. We were saying that about the Hawks in Philly, and the Hawks just made Philly look stupid. You're so. not wrong. Uh, You're I mean, not they wrong. made him look dumb. Dumb is all wrong. shit. So, I... I don't know, man. That uh, Hawks 10K better still holding out to win yeah. 1.75 million. Yeah. Um, I'll be taking the Bucks in the series. I'm though. starting to back them, and uh, I may or may not have put a little bit down on the Hawks outright in the series to win the NBA championship. Goodness gracious! So uh, we'll see what happens. You know, nothing crazy, nothing big, nothing major, but they are the longest odds right now, and there are still two people who continue to look stupider and stu- or less stupider and less stupider oh, yeah. as the days wage on and uh, that's actually the guys who currently still have the tickets for outright Atlanta Hawks and those have been on the board for months now at this mm-hmm. point like they've been holding on to those tickets for some time and yeah. they just keep looking smarter so this weekend I said you know what fuck it before they drop this odds drop any lower if anything happens let me toss just a little bit on That's this fair. bad boy. So went ahead and did that. If you want to roll with me, let's see what happens here, boys. Let's take that ticket to the window. Well, hey, I uh, I did say, I obviously, a while back, I did predict the Nets. However, before this last series, I did say whoever wins the Bucks Nets series is going to win the, win the playoffs. So given that, now my new pick is the Bucks. Okay, so, new pick is the Bucks. You heard it here first, moment, coming but. from Mr. Mags. He is taking the Milwaukee Bucks now. Uh, final thing there, we got Clippers Phoenix, uh, or Clippers Suns, whatever you want to say. Clippers lost game one. Obviously, Suns got the minus four cover, won the game by six, I do believe. Um, Suns look pretty damn good. Devin Booker looks damn good without Chris Paul, and uh, they the Suns did say Chris Paul is right at top of mind, so he is not far from coming back. I don't no. think he's going to be out much longer, and if the Suns can take care of game two at home, we might be seeing a number number four again yeah i if uh so here's my prediction if Kawhi doesn't come back i think it's suns in in five i say the clippers probably get one at home maybe yeah. game three but i mean if Kawhi comes back it's a completely different ball game here for me because he uh if he's anything close to where he was before he left but i don't i don't i just don't think that's likely mm. um so i'm saying suns in five unless that guy comes back even uh even without chris ball but like you said it does sound like he's coming back and that's uh you know even bigger steep hill to climb there for the clippers yeah 100 percent. so we'll see what happens in that series i'm i'm interested because the clippers looked really really good against the jazz in the last few games yeah. and then now i mean i don't want to say they look bad but now it's like they they're playing like how we expected them to play without Kawhi. So do they get it adjusted? Do they return back to how they were in game six and game seven? 
The jury's still out. I know. We'll I see. Could see another complete flip after uh, 2-0 Suns lead like we've saw in the last two series. So We'll see what happens. Jury's still out, my friends. But last and final pit stop for today's rants and reactions. Over to the ice. Stanley Cup matchups. Weekend of Stanley Cups was intense. I was gripping onto the armrest all game for all the games this weekend. I mean, absolutely crazy. Uh, Last night, you had the Habs and Golden Knights going to overtime. Very unceremonious overtime. Uh, Ended up just being a bouncing crazy puck in front of Carey Price. He dove out for it and then uh, left it an open net. Mm Mm-hmm. Puck bounced around a little bit more, and there you go. Overtime, Vegas winner. So now we are uh, Vegas up, I do believe. Now they're uh, on both 2-2. Two, or 2-2, two, two. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. 2-2 yeah. uh, two, two going back to Vegas. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. I don't know if the Habs have what it takes to pull it off again in I Vegas. Need, I think they needed that they're, one last night. They're man. going to have to pull one off in Vegas yep. to get it done. So we'll see what happens. But then, the opposite one. You know where I stand on this. Isles versus Lightning. Um, shit, I might honestly put a, a half unit, a little, little bit of extra action on you that money you line. Will. You know you. Yeah, will. I don't know why I'm lying to anybody here. I'm definitely you know putting some will. action on the uh, Islanders money line. But with that being said, um, fuck, I skated by by the skin of my teeth this weekend, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, got up Saturday morning and chose violence. Uh, just decided that hey, I got four Pink Whitney shots sitting here. There ain't no way this shit happens. Here, Twitterverse. If the Isles score four goals or more this evening, I will slam all four of these on live. What the fuck was I thinking? Before I knew it, it was three to nothing, and we hadn't even got out of the second period yet. (laughs) My heart quickly dropped to my stomach when, you guys don't know this, but I don't really drink like that anymore. Your boy used to be a heavyweight, even though I'm a smaller guy. I used to be able to put it down back in the college days. Yeah, that would have been no piece of, or that would have been a piece of cake. Piece of cake, day. no question. But it started rolling around in my head, and I'm man enough to admit this. I'm no <laughs> pussy, you know. I, uh, I, I, I walked over to the fridge and uh, got those pink Whitney shots out. I said, "Okay, you know what? I've only tried this one other time. I, I, I got, I got to see, see what I'm in for here. Because I'm not a big vodka fan. That, that, that was a bad decision in the first place. Sure. So I took a little sippy sip." And I said, oh, hot damn, I have really made a mistake here. So my heart that is was now in my stomach proceeded to drop through my ass. And uh, I said, oh, fuck, I'm going to I'm going to have to do this. So I started trying to plan and figure out ways how I was going to get this done. Was I going to put it in shot glasses? Was I going because I didn't want the bubbles in the bottle? Mm. That was like the hardest part because I because I knew I might gag if that happens because I just hadn't drank like that. So trying to figure that out, I'm like, ah, well, fuck then people are going to start talking shit because I bet only a quarter of these or three quarters of these bottles get in the in the shot glass. Then I'm just going to have to take repeated shots and then I might have to take eight shots. I'm sitting here an anxious (laughs) fucking wreck on my couch thinking my whole life is over. I finally just devised the plan that, you know what, I'm just going to fill up a cup full of ice. I'm going to dump them all in there together and I'm going to slam it live on Twitter mm. right in front of everybody. Maybe I can get through it there. It'll be cold. I think that would have been the we'll, move. We'll see what... I think that would have so, been the move. So yeah, yeah. I, so my, my anxiety started to relax a little bit, but I was still like, fuck, I really don't want to do this. It's like nine o'clock on Saturday. I don't feel like being blacked out by 10. Like this is just maybe 9.30. This is not what I feel like doing. So then the lightning stormed back three to two, and I thought, oh, fuck, I'm really in for it. Now the lightning are going to tie this up, and then the Islanders are going to go to OT, score four, and win the game, and I'm going to have to do that. I'll be happy my bet win, but I'm going to have to do it. Both defenses stepped up. Almost 
insanity to send it into overtime last night. Lightning miss ending goal by that. To which I promptly get on Twitter and say, oh, shit, I am so upset I didn't get to slam those four Pink Whitney shots this evening. (laughs) I almost, I almost, I told you earlier, I almost set fuel on the fire. Oh, uh, I almost fucked up bad, Bob. Tried to uh, push you into doing it anyways. Oh, I I almost uh, fucked up bad. that you might not want to actually do that, so I uh, pulled back the reins there. But I had some buddies come over. Um, shout out Dusty, shout out Mike. I uh, had some buddies come over over the weekend, hang out, whatever, left some shots around. I'm cleaning up the apartment Saturday morning and uh, just had a spark of insanity come across me. And you know Apparently. what? Uh, lesson learned, folks. I got to be careful what the fuck I put out there on the internet. Because yeah. <laughs> that is that would have really, 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 really sucked. I suppose it's my turn to push the bill here one of these days Man, this week. Maybe we'll see. We'll we'll see. see. I'm gonna we'll I'm gonna see. keep doing that, but I'm gonna bring in the range a little bit here. Maybe we'll do two pink Whitney shots. I think I could have got through two, but four was pretty dud. That oh boy, he act like he would have been over here doing it too. He'd have been in the doggone bathroom under the toilet. Oh, give me a break. <laughs> Give me a break. Oh, we both. But I mean, that last second save, man, that was absolutely unreal. Oof. The move, I mean, I think the save was crazier. But that if that would do, if you put that in the net on that faking out, uh, faking out the goalie, and then with the backhand, <laughs> I just shit a brick. That would have been because I needed the Isles to win. I had the right, right, right. But even just that goal in general to tie it with the last second, that would have been absolutely. Absolutely insane. Oh, uh, and just everything I had riding on it. But yeah, that uh, I told you kind of at the top of the show had some had some stuff to get into here. And boy, oh boy, was it a roller coaster of a weekend for me in the Islanders and Lightning game. <laughs> I about uh, about lost the game on my bets. And about um, imagine if they would have scored and then would have still lost the game. Like lost five to four. Yeah, dude. That's what like I was, something like that's what I, I was waiting for, honestly. And that would just oh, that would have chapped me so bad. But thank goodness <laughs> they got been, the three two victory. So and your boy remained. <laughs> that would have been so miserable. Your boy remained sober as a gopher on Saturday evening. Well, sort of, kind of, sort of, kind of. Either way, uh, here we go. There you have it. NHL news nonsense, and that's about it for all of today's rants and reactions, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. There you have it. Not a whole else uh, other to get into. I feel like we covered some pretty damn good topics there, partner. Gave some, yeah. gave these kind folks some stuff that they can take into their conversations, talk some shit about with the rest of their friends. Now, mm-hmm. now that they got it from us, they got some extra ammo, bullets in the chamber, if you will, yeah. when some of these sports debates come up. Of course. Our pleasure. You're welcome. Hope you you use it wisely, the new knowledge you have attained. Uh, but how about, speaking of knowledge, some additional for you guys. How about a little motivation and inspiration? Wrap this show up, huh? Let's do it. All right, here we go. It's time for my Motivation Minutes, ladies and gentlemen. And today, just wanted to uh, give you a little something, something to think about. Um, think about it from a couple different angles, a couple different perspectives here. But the main message I wanted to tell you guys today is stop wasting your assets. Stop wasting your time. Stop wasting your money. Stop wasting your mental health, your spiritual health. Stop wasting your your physical assets. I mean, I, I could go on for days here. Stop wasting them. You might not think that you are, but chances are you might be. What What truly are you spending your money on? Are you investing in yourself, in your future, in furthering a dream or a passion? Are you wasting it at Club 5000 on the weekend? 
showing everybody else who don't even fucking know you or care about you that you can get bottle service. And then you got to wait till the next week to get a paycheck to be able to pay your bills. You ain't fooling me, man. (laughs) I mean, you can lie to the mirror all you want, but are you really utilizing your money asset wisely? Where's your time? Are you spending it nonstop gaming all day long? Are you spending it locked into social media all day long? Or do you take time to reset? Take time to get right on the inside? Or are you just wasting it? Now, you might think it's a pot calling the kettle black that, hey, you're a content creator. You're always online. You're always doing, yeah, but I take time to balance. You have to. It's the only way that you can. And another thing, or can be successful. And another thing with time, where are you spending your time? Are you spending time with, or, or wasting your time rather with people who are tearing you down or talking about negative things or gossiping about other people or putting you in a frame of mind that you almost feel sick to your stomach when you hang out around them, but you battle through anyway because they're your friends? Or are you spending time with people who lift you up, who give you an extra boost to get you on the next rung on the ladder, who want to see you succeed and as soon as you leave the room, don't have something to say about you? Where are you spending your time? Where are you spending your assets? Maybe if you don't like the direction that your life is going in, maybe it's the time to look yourself in the mirror and ask that question. And I can't answer it for you. You got to answer it yourself. But I can almost guarantee you that a lot of the issues and problems and challenges you are facing in your life could damn near be solved if you start using your assets a little more wisely. Stop allocating them to things that don't matter. Stop giving them to things that bring toxicity and negativity into your life. Stop devoting them to things that don't further you at all. Now, I'm also a huge gamer. I'm right there with you guys. I can spend a Sunday morning to Sunday night gaming all single damn day long. But it's all about balance. It's okay. It's fine. You can absolutely do it. It's cool. But sometimes you got to unplug. You got to get back. What can I do productive with my time now? It's all about balance. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying you got to find out where you're allocating it. Are you allocating that asset properly? And I suppose maybe that's a good place to kind of end this thought. Where are you allocating those assets? Start paying attention to how much of each of your assets that are so, so valuable to you. The intangible assets the mental health, the spiritual health, your time, your effort, your energy, all those things are so crucial to your success, being center, happy, and fulfilled. They're so crucial. You have to, you have to allocate properly or else you will spin the wheels in this life. Spin the wheels, spin the wheels, spin the wheels, and you'll just, you'll just be stuck on the same damn treadmill your entire life. If, you, if you're stuck in one of those right now and you're like, damn, my life really ain't going nowhere. What the fuck am I doing? Colton's really saying some shit right now. Maybe it's time to start allocating differently. I don't know where. I don't know who needed to hear it. But I think today's your day to start wasting, to start, to stop wasting. <laughs> As I was fucking great up to that point. To stop wasting your assets and start allocating them more properly. Stop giving them to things that are negative and toxic and bringing you back 
and start devoting them to things that are positive, uplifting, and putting you onto the next rung on that ladder to success. So one more time, my message for today, my friends, I challenge you to take a few minutes today, look yourself in the mirror, all honesty, am I allocating my assets properly or am I wasting them in my day-to-day? Once again, I can't answer that. That is all for you to answer today. So just remember, you want to get places, stop wasting those assets. That does it for my motivation minutes today. Good stuff, my man. I uh, yeah, I like the uh, to stick with the old uh, video game analogy there because obviously I like to play some video games myself. But I like how you kind of touched on two sides of it, where you know you might have a person who's got problem X Y Z, and instead of tackling those problems, they're spending ten hours playing video games mm-hmm. instead of solving those problems. Mm-hmm. Whereas you might need to have another person who has taken all of those problems and now they need to un- unwind a little bit and find that balance in there, you know, whether it's relaxation for a few hours, play a few mm-hmm. video games or unplugging from, uh, you know, whatever, you know, negative aspect of their life, uh, you know, and that's a little bit of an escape. Two different sides with mm-hmm. different people have every different, uh, you know, different type of experiences with that. But I like where you went with that because, uh, you know, I kind of fall on both sides of it and then in, mm-hmm. in, in, in random points, uh, you know. I like to play video games. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And, and, you know, I, I suppose another thing I could just kind of cap it all off with is just everything in moderation. Yeah, moderation. Like, like there is nothing, there's nothing that bad that's bad. Like alcohol isn't inherently bad. Pot isn't inherently bad. Gambling isn't inherently bad. Playing video games isn't inherently bad. It's how much time and how often and how moderated yeah. you choose to have those things. If you ain't got no moderation on them at all, they're going to become an issue. They're going to become a problem. They're going to cause other opportunities to become less abundant in your life. It's just how it works. It's how it happens. But all of those things in moderation together are never a bad thing. But it comes down to you being disciplined and only you. Nobody can make the choice for you. Nobody can allocate them for you. You got to allocate your assets properly. And if you can, and if you choose to, It'll take some discipline. It ain't easy. I'll tell you that. It makes uh, it takes making a lot of choices that aren't popular with the crowd. I will assure you of that as well. Uh, but if you do, you'll start seeing some success, my friends. I guarantee you of that. So to start allocating those assets and watch one foot at a time, you start going up that ladder to success, my friends. And uh, what success, Mags? Uh, happy, centered, and fulfilled. Bang, he's been listening, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you guys <laughs> are too. I know, I was throwing one at you quick, <laughs> see if I could catch you off guard. Uh, so there you go. There you have it. Motivation minutes for today. Um, as always, I had a few of you guys reach out to me and uh, tell me you appreciate this. So, hey, I will keep doing it. This is why I do it. I do it for you guys. As I always say, if I hit one of you, with something, even if it's three words in a sentence that I say that impact your life and make you go in a different direction and start to level your life up, I did my job. That's all I care about. So I will continue to drop down some knowledge for you guys and give you some motivation to go about your day. So I hope you enjoyed today's Motivation Minutes. But that about does it for episode number 63, about usual time. I thought we were going to have a little bit shorter of an episode here with the light slate, but ended up uh, having enough to cover in the ransom reactions there, partner. Sure did. So uh, pretty damn good pod, my friend, I would have to say myself, but uh, 
anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul that you've been dying to get out that we didn't cover within the show that you need to share with the kind folks that joined us on episode number 63, almost said 36. There's my listexia coming back again on this beautiful June 21st, 2021. Yeah, nothing crazy to start the week here. Nothing crazy at all. A little bit of a news, a little bit of news this morning coming out of the NCAA uh, Supreme Court up uh, overturn the NCAA's I don't I didn't dive too deep into it but making progress towards some type of player comp- compensation name and likeness okay yeah. so nothing uh nothing uh you know no confetti flying off for these NCAA players just yet but steps being taken in the right direction for that so hold all the celebrations but things are moving in the correct direction soon and very soon NCAA players of all ages and in all categories will be able to be compensated off their name and likeness per Riley Magnuson on episode 63 of the Talking the Line podcast. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Outside of that, couple quick reminders before we let y'all get on about your Mondays. As always, episode description, first link in this bad boy is the Talking the Line link tree. We're always consistently updating new content, new stuff in there. So make sure you follow all of our socials, all of our uh, additional content. Excuse me. Goodness gracious that we have. Oh my God. Excuse me. Hell, are falling off. Hell of a way to end the pod. That's a fucking show. Goodness gracious. I uh, tried to hold it in there, but uh, the coffee was getting to me. Uh, was talking about the link tree. Yes, that's right. Uh, link tree. All of the stuff in there. Make sure you follow us. You consume us however, whenever you please. You know the deal. All that stuff. Make sure you hit that. Also, Action Network app. Make sure you follow all of us at cash underscore with underscore Colt at rmags at talking the line. All that good jazz. You'll see all of our best bets. Might be putting out Colt's daily draw today. I'm going to dive into the uh, books once again here as soon as we get done with today's show. I'll let you guys know via Twitter if I'm pull- putting one of those bad boys out today. And then we will have a very, very exciting, new, important announcement for you guys here very, very shortly. Uh, we have started to make a little bit of traction in uh, an area we've been working on for some time now. And uh, I am so, so excited to uh, to bring this to you guys. Um, some of the things we already have planned is just Oh boy, I cannot wait. It is going to be an electric factory from episode one. Let me tell you that, my friends. Mm -hmm. That is your hint. That is your hint. That is your thought. So I'll let you spin on that all the day long, maybe until you see us tomorrow, until we get uh, another hint coming your way. But that's all I got for you today, partner. Any closing final thoughts? Anything you need to say? Hammer all of everything in. Bets, the rents everything hammer it all all in in. hammer it all in man that is just i'm telling you the power with that doggone thing it is amazing but that does it episode number 63 my friends so without further ado ladies and gentlemen degenerates gamblers far and wide for myself and mags we hope you have a spectacular rest of your monday unless you have other plans We'll see you right back here for tomorrow's show at 10 a.m. Let's cash some tickets.